Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Coming up in this edition of TV Black Box, the ABC axes over 100 jobs, but have they chopped the dead wood or made a big mistake? Lisa Wilkinson sets her lawyers onto outlets publishing details of her meeting with Brittany Higgins, and we'll find out what everyone's been watching in the TV Binge Box. Welcome to the podcast where people in the industry get their news. This is TV Black Box. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. This is TV Black Box. Bringing you the inside goss from the TV industry. Hello there, I'm Rob McKnight and I'm unemployed. David Robinson, <laughs> TV <laughs> presenter, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. Uh, everything okay at home? <laughs> I'll get to it in a moment. Sure. TV Black Box producer Abby Mickelson is with us. Hello, Abby. Hello, Rob. And I would first like to acknowledge the Darramurugal people, the traditional custodians of the land that I am recording on tonight. And the viewers' advocate, Steve Mock, is with us. Hello, Steve. Hello, Rob, Abby, Robbo. I'm on the land of the Dark and Jung mob, and I want to pay my respects to their elders uh, as the traditional owners of the land. Rob, you're unemployed. Yeah, but hold on. Does well, this mean you're about to sue someone? I, I don't know. <laughs> Should we expect a large settlement? We've been down this road before. A lot has happened since our last recording. So you I turned 50. From... Happy birthday, I, Rob. Thank you. Yay. I did turn Happy 50, birthday, which is why we didn't do a pod last week. week I also excuse. resigned from 4BC. Mm. As uh, we could I... have read on the Daily Mail. <laughs> hey, it's important stuff. <laughs> yeah. someone, at, someone at Daily Mail has got a Google alert set up for Rob McKnight. As they should. I love the Daily Mail. I won't have a bad word said against it. Um, so basically, uh, I was doing the producing gig, the EPing gig for Sophie for Michael, which I love. Genuinely love working with her and doing that job. Afternoons but it's on no 4BC. Secret. Afternoons on 4BC. With Sophie for Michael. Oh, we're not going to yes. hear that anymore. Mm. Oh. No, we will still, Robo, trust me. <laughs> yes, all the plugs for that will dry up. <laughs> and But it's no shock or surprise that I've been chasing an on-air career and it seemed to be stalling at 4BC. So I did make the tough decision to move on. Um, you know, the, the the job, the EPing job wasn't enough financially and creatively. And so I've got to, I've got to move on. And I've got to say, I just reached a point, turning 50, I think was part of it, where you mm-hmm. just go, this ain't happening. Let's move on to the next thing. And and the great news is I'm going to be doing some work with Seven Spotlight, so I'm doing some freelancing with them. So I'll be doing some TV work. I'm actually going down to Sydney next week. And so I'm really looking forward to that. That's going to be a lot of fun. Look, hey, hey, what is uh, is 4BC's and 9's loss is uh, the... The uh, industry's gain. And, uh, there we go. We're well very, said. We're very happy that uh, we're still part of the plan as you move onwards and upwards. Rob McKnight there saying he Thank you, sir. I'll still be appearing on the morning show as well. And won't it be funny, though, walking through the corridors of a network 
And they'll be like, don't put this on TV black box. I can't tell you how many times I get that. Mm. You can't use this on TV black box. And I'm like, if you learn about it inside the tent, you can't ever use it. Stay the the tent. best thing anyone could ever do is tell me what's going on because I can't report on it. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Does that make sense? We do, Rob, and we understand that your ethics um, allow you to maintain those um, confidences. Well, look, 100%, and I think I've well proven said. that, especially with 9 and 4BC, and, you know, hopefully I've proven that. But we still like to break the stories here at TV Black Box and we will continue to do so. Except for 9 because we don't have the inside information anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. <laughs> All right, let's move on and get into the news. It has been a huge couple of weeks at the ABC with the axe swinging on up to 120 journalists and staff. The massive round of redundancies is all part of the move towards being a digital first media organisation. It comes following the release of their five-year plan. Among the changes will be a national news bulletin on Sundays to replace local news editions and a digital first version of Stateline. ABC is calling for expressions of interest for redundancies from staff in the news division, with 40 positions expected to be cut. In a strange move, political editor Andrew Probin is among those who have lost their jobs, telling The Guardian he was informed the national broadcaster, well, no longer needed a political editor. ABC Managing Director David Anderson has said by 2028, the majority of audience engagement will be on the ABC's digital platforms and we will have a digital-first approach to commissioning, producing and distributing content. Robbo, I don't mind the idea of heading towards a digital strategy, that is the future, but linear, broadcast linear on radio and television still plays such an important part, especially informing the audience, I cannot believe they got rid of Andrew Probin. And and I'm telling you, he got sacked because he is a white, middle-aged man and they will replace him with a 20-something diverse person who ticks every bloody box. It's ridiculous to suggest that you don't need a national political editor. Yes, correct. Hold on. I'm going to talk about a few things here. Yes, so the uh, digital, uh, going towards a digital future, sure. I'll use iView as an example iview went out much earlier than everyone else's player uh they're at the forefront of that and i think continues to be the number one media player of all of the networks we have in australia it is by far the best the least buggiest it's it's the best experience for a viewer um i I believe this is the same way they're going out they're seeing the writing on the wall and linear is dead it is dying and to to be a, a competitive media operator in the future they need to start building the blocks now. The problem with 7, 9 and 10... No one's disagreeing with that. I know that, but the problem with 7, 9 and 10 is that they always take too long to realise the writing on the wall, especially when it comes to digital. All three mm. of their players are still as shit as they were, almost, mm. as they when they first started. They put... Uh, Hang I, on, doesn't wait, 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 wait. now let you start a show from yeah, the beginning maybe, if you tune but, in halfway through the one, now? But that maybe, is the one bonus. But maybe That's they've awesome. Had, but they've had all the time in the world. This is why ABC is on the right track here. 7, 9 and 10 will then get to... Uh, you know, in five years and then lament and go, oh, we're having all these problems. But mm. the ABC has already gone there. They've done the right thing and they've, they've invested in it. This is the point. Uh, so that is why uh, they're doing a good thing. Secondly, on Probin. Um, now, Probin, yes, well, he's expensive. So I, I, I take none of the other stuff you said about him being a white male. He is expensive. The same way is um, when, say, for example, I don't know any of this, this is allegedly, but my example is Kay McGrath in, in Brisbane. She was on the big cash, but she was a weekend presenter. So she was on the big cash mm-hmm. of being on the, on the weekday desk. Um, obviously, then she's decided to do other things, and that's fantastic. Now, let's just say, just for argument's sake, 
that uh, she was asked by Seven, well, it's time to hang up the boots. That would be because she's on massive money. So we put, we hang up the boots, we keep her as a friend of the network, and then we put in someone who's going to be much, much cheaper. That is where we're going with this, I think. It's got nothing to do with the fact that Proben's a white male. It's got all to do with the fact that he gets six zeros. Six zeros? Is that a good thing? Yeah, six zeros um, <laughs> uh, after a paycheck. Wow. That's what I think If he's on six zeros. I, I just can't agree with you, Robbo. Well, I think he was a target. Can I tell you a little interesting thing? I started to get a sense something wasn't right. About a month ago, Andrew Probin had done this um, Cyber Wars documentary. Now, it actually had groundbreaking stuff in it. It, it covered cybersecurity and spying from World War II right up until Ukraine. And it had information about the Bali bombings and the text messages and how they caught the bombers, stuff that hadn't been released before. Mm. And I thought, this is really interesting. But they were burying it on the ABC News channel on a, at 7.30 on a Sunday night, and then they did a replay on a Monday night at 10.30. Now, Andrew reached out to me saying, oh, look, would you be interested in in talking about this? And I said, yes, of course, this is amazing. But what what triggered my senses was this wasn't going through ABC publicity. He was having to drum up the PR himself. Well, when you get the presenter calling calling out going, hey, do you want to do a story on me? Yeah. That's uh, that's not going through the main channels. And it was an easy yes to me because I, I really admire him. This yeah. sounded like an amazing story. It had it ticked all the boxes. I just couldn't believe the ABC were burying it. I don't understand what that has to do with him being a white male, though, in an industry that is... Two different predomin- Can I keep going? In an industry that is predominantly headed by white men. It's not as if they're being pushed to the side. Also, the role is being made redundant, which I don't agree with. I think it's a silly decision, mm-hmm. but they're not sacking him and replacing him with someone else. The role is redundant. <laughs> That's what networks do when they want to get rid of someone. They but have they're made... getting rid of 120 people. Are they all, uh, the only people that are getting made redundant, white men? No, I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is that you've got a person in a position that covers national politics, which I would think feeds through to all I levels. I agree, it's an important position. Broadcasting and digital streaming. I think there is something afoot here in why you're getting rid of him. And we know, we know for a fact that anytime someone is hired at the ABC, the first question I, they ask is, do they meet these diversity targets? They mm-hmm. have targets, sure. which means people. Get like Andrew Probin get replaced for the diversity. He's not, not being no, replaced. They're two different. They're two different things. He's not being replaced. People are hired. Potato. People but, are being mm. hired. Yes, to meet a diversity quota. That is to the benefit of everybody. He's not being replaced by someone di- more diverse than he is. They're two You're right. completely separate. There will things. be someone who comes in and does a very similar role, caught something completely different, but covers national politics in a chief political. Editor there are, type there of are 120 one. roles that are being made redundant. I don't understand this logic that he is being targeted. Well, that's just the way I see it. Okay. It's disappointing for, I would say, the public at large that Andrew Proben is being made redundant. He mm. is an excellent journalist, has done a, a great job within the press gallery uh, since he's been in that role for the ABC. And, and I would offer that the outpouring of consternation by his peers, current and former, and their bewilderment 
at the ABC's decision to make him redundant is a reflection of just how highly regarded he is. Mm. And I'm sure that there are more than a few pollies and staffers who are wiping sweated brows uh, knowing that he's not on their case anymore. Now, that's it. He could pop up somewhere else and that'll be great. And and Mm. his leads go with him. His contacts continue. And and, uh, I hope he actually does appear very shortly on, on our screen somewhere doing the political thing. Yeah, and look, mate, Abby is right. He's one person out of 120 people, yes. but he's a very high-profile name. Yes. Can I quickly get your feedback on this ridiculous idea of a national 7 o'clock news on Sundays? Mm. This is Channel 10. This is this is what you would usually associate with Channel 10 cost-cutting and not putting any resources into news. We are doing on a Sunday night, which has traditionally been the biggest night of television, they're saying local news isn't important when the ABC sells itself on the fact that it's local and delivers local news. Mm. Well, we've got a few problems there to start with, don't we? Sunday night's not the biggest night of television anymore and hasn't been for a few years. Okay, um, it's still a big night of TV. No, no, I, I agree. On, Rob, before, Rob, before you said that they buried Proben's thing at 7.30 on a Sunday. So on on the ABC, ABC News 24. Channel, not the main channel. Oh, right, okay, sorry. So, yeah. so, what, so what is Channel 24, ABC News? Um, I, I, I think it is a bad move from the ABC, which has prided itself about delivering local, you know, local news, local radio, local information to, you know, even in a state-based role, I think there's a great capacity to deliver the local angle on national stories. To go for a single national bulletin in any case, but absolutely for a Sunday night, any night is a bad idea um, for the ABC, and, and they should be. Now, I acknowledge, in part, there's costs allocated to that, and they're probably tr- saving some cash in the process. Uh, and whether their rationale is a, a toe-in-the-water test for the rest of the national bulletins, sorry, the rest of the state-based news bulletins, or it's just a decision, air quotes, hmm. like, God bless all who sail in them. This is a bad idea. They're, I'm shocked, yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's not a great idea, and yeah, I'm I'm disappointed honestly that this is what they think is the way to go as they start to transform the business more focused around digital. Because yeah. just because you go digital doesn't mean you can't have state based bulletins. But I'm just yes. shocked. Mm. I'm, I'm just shocked though that this is coming from the ABC. This should I, I can't believe that they're thinking about getting rid of anything that's at least state based. Doesn't matter yeah. what day of the week it is. It's bizarre. It's, it's right. shocking mm. me that this is the network because. We pay for it. It's ours. Um, you know, your ABC. Well, I want to turn on ABC News on uh, a Sunday night and see my bulletin. I don't want to see two or three Brisbane stories and then you know two or three Adelaide stories. And I, I, fine, but I've got ABC News twenty four for that. When I turn into seven pm, when I hear the theme, and when I see Brisbane, <laughs> I wish it was still that because yeah, that would be great because that would be years ago and it'd be wonderful. Move on, please, quickly. Morning. Lisa Wilkinson is as mad as hell and she's not going to take it anymore. The veteran journalist has fired off a series of furious letters to various outlets complaining about their use and reporting of her private conversations with Brittany Higgins and her partner, David Shiraz. A five-hour meeting between the three and Lisa's producer, Angus Llewellyn, was recorded with the permission of all parties so that Angus didn't have to take notes over lunch. That recording was seized under search warrant for the trial of Bruce Lerriman, who Brittany Higgins has accused of rape. It's a claim Lerriman continues to deny. Wilkinson and her lawyers wrote to News Corp and Channel 7 about the use of the recordings and that no comment has been sought from Wilkinson. Robbo, is the use of these recordings on 7 Spotlight fair game? 
Absolutely, and it's always a bit of a worry when a high-profile journalist all of a sudden starts turning on the the various ways that journalists do things and also broadcast stories mm-hmm. and include them in their stories. It's always a bit of a worry. I go back to the John Saffron p- point where he went through yes. Ray Martin's rubbish, and Ray Martin was not too pleased about having his rubbish gone through, but that was a, a familiar thing to do on a current affair uh, back in the day and probably now. But um, it's always a worry uh, those in glass houses shouldn't throw affidavits. I've always said that. That's my saying. <laughs> um, and I think this is kind of one of those things. Um, if you're turning it on there, because then if someone gets really upset about it, about it, about about it, it. Um, then I'm Canadian. Canadian. Yeah. Um, uh, then they can Sorry. start going through things and you start getting stories about, well, Lisa Wilkinson was, um, you know, intro to story, was part of a story when they did this, this and this. Fine, if you want to open up the doors. But I I just think it's a little bit odd to do it, but I understand why she is. Now, there are obviously a lot of questions about how Seven Spotlight got the material and, um, you know, there's going to be a lot of questions about that. Abby, what I would say is I don't have a problem with that recording being made public because I do think it's in the public interest and they all knew it was being recorded. I do have a major problem with the private text messages between Brittany Higgins and David Chiraz, their partners, they text each other, they're not putting up walls, and that for that to be strewn across newspapers and, and read out, I have a major problem with that, even if it was obtained the same way as the recordings. The recording, the five-hour lunch, as I say, I don't have a problem with, but those private text messages, that to me is an issue. I have a massive problem with both of them. I think the intention of them being used was to try and discredit and embarrass and silence. There was no pub, nothing was set. There was no bombshell in those recordings for them to be played on Seven News Spotlight. I, yeah, not, I didn't have a problem with anything that was said. I don't think anything embarrassing was said, but that was the intention of them the being played. But it, there wasn't. It was helping someone through an interview. Like, strategy to me does not diminish credibility, and I think that's where people have gone really wrong is that they've thought strategy is just inherently nefarious, and it's not. And the co- the coaching, I put quote air quotes because it wasn't coaching. She was helping someone through an interview as any well-intentioned person would with experience on how this interview was going to best come across. And I think to have an issue with one and not the other is odd because watching Seven News Spotlight, I felt so uncomfortable when there were scenes with Watermark saying for AFP viewing only. If it's for AFP viewing only, then why are we seeing it? Because again, I That's a free media. But I spoke about this when I spoke last time about this story causing a massive amount of damage. Think about the message that that sends to people going, you can provide all of this evidence and whatever to police in a confidential manner and that then has the potential to be given to the media and to be spread around. And I agree. I know the media doesn't run on ethics. They want a headline. They want Seven News Spotlight wanted ratings and all of yeah. that. But I just think at some point we have to draw a line in the sand. Like even the um, CEO of the Canberra Rape, Rape Crisis Centre put out an open letter about how it wasn't that long ago that journalists were coming to her asking for advice on how to respectfully report on instances of sexual assault, right? We had this kind of understanding during the Me Too movement in particular that we had to handle these things delicately. Those same journalists and those same publications are now coming to her trying to get a scoop on Brittany Higgins and trying to get the dirt on all of this thing. And I just think everyone's forgotten like they're also I'm sorry I know I'm rambling I'm just really angry about you're this not, whole you're thing not, you're 
there are reporting guidelines from our watch on how to respectfully and in a least harmful way possible report on matters of sexual assault. And Mm. there was a very interesting Twitter thread by um, journalist Nina Fennell who spoke about how suicide, for example, they also have reporting guidelines, but they have funded lobby groups that make sure that that is happening. And sexual violence doesn't have that. So it's just basically a free-for-all. Everyone's forgotten what they've ever heard. Someone said the other day that you'd be forgiven for thinking the Me Too movement never happened because the past two weeks the media has acted in a just horrific, horrific way. They're all just one-upping each other by being like, who can be the most terrible person? And it's just... Oh, That's a sorry, I know claim. I'm ranting, uh, but, but well, well can, said, I, well can I ask you a follow-up question? Okay. Yes. So, Brittany, you know, we went down this path and I don't want to retread it. You know, Brittany mm. Higgins went public. That makes it a public story. Mm. I will tell you, as a producer, I absolutely would have run snippets of the five-hour recording. But why were they given them? Bingo. That's the thing that that's bothers me. And story. same with the text. Same with the text. No, that's I, the story. I, I will agree with you that I, as a citizen... I want to feel that if I hand over evidence to the police, that it won't find its way to the media. So Mm -hmm. on that, I 100% agree with you. Mm -hmm. As a producer, journalist, Mm -hmm. I would have absolutely made the same decision as Spotlight and run Mm -hmm. that material. And that's not to attack Britney's credibility. I think Britney is very credible. But what we have here is a national discourse happening Mm. that was put in the public domain by Britney. And she Mm. wanted to make change. And I've said on this podcast, I don't have a problem with her strategizing and David strategizing. I've said Mm. that because they were upset and they were trying to get a form of justice. Yeah. I've got no problem with that. And making the most out of a terrible situation is not a bad thing. I agree. I, as a producer or a journalist, would have drawn the line at publishing those private texts. But where That's is, my where, line. Where, what is that line? And I'm asking you that genuinely. Like, what is the difference? They were both things that were handed over to the police as evidence. Why does a private text yep. message and a private conversation, why are they two why different, they different things? They're different because everyone in that lunch, that five-hour lunch, knowingly chose to allow the recording to happen. Mm-hmm. And even in that recording it said, Angus I think said something, and I'm paraphrasing from memory, um, It'll also be good to have this on tape or recording so that we can give it to the lawyers if there are any questions mm. based upon the interview. So mm-hmm. they all knew that this recording would be but be heard by other people. Sure. But, but I don't that's think the they difference. knew it would be heard by the general public. No, and, of course not. But, but uh, they still knew it was being recorded and would be heard by someone. That, And I don't think that matters, Rob. I think that the issue is that, in, in lots of different situations, not just journalism, lots of different situations, with the consent of all parties, conversations are recorded. Ostensibly, for the the anecdotal mention that you gave, because if the lawyers need to hear it. Now, there's a confidentiality that comes into that instantly. If I need to share this with my lawyers, it's because I need to defend myself or we're proving something or blah, blah, blah. We're not posting it on, like, Reddit. Or, you know, it's like, we're keeping this because we need to do it for, as work product and we want to keep it secure in that regard and then if we need to share it with the lawyers. The fact that it went from being taken slash given as as evidence in a trial, not shared in the scope of that trial and then yet shared publicly leaked to the media for some reason somehow, 
it's not public documents. If it's given in, if it's taken as much as evidence, but not shared in court, it is not for public consumption. Now, but that's journalism trying to get drops. And no, and, and I'm not even saying this is right, Mark. I'm just saying that. In a free society, material gets leaked all the time. It's how we find out some of the biggest political scandals, not this, but we find out the biggest political scandals because journalists get information that people don't want in the public domain. Sure, but we don't get it because it was collected as a part of a rape trial. We don't know how they got this, and allegations are being made against Bruce Lerriman and and, and his defence team, and they have absolutely said that they didn't do this. I don't know who leaked it. I don't know how Spotlight got it. But it happens. Sure, it has happened. That horse has indeed bolted. The difficulty is that in the same, in similar ways, private text messages have been shared. Stuff that was gathered as a part of the police looking at, at, in this case, Brittany's phone uh, to be able to use in evidence in the same way. And because of the nature of our legal process, evidence that is given has to be shared with the other side. So... Two lawyers' groups had access to that information. And the AFP. Part of the Department of Public Prosecutions, yes. Somebody and, leaked and it. And I know, I know people will find it weird, will think I've drawn a weird line. And I get a lot of criticism by people who listen to TV Black Box, but I'm dealing with the realities of what happens out in the world of television and, and journalism. And, and, and yes. I'm telling you how I would have made my decision. I would not have published the private text messages between a boyfriend and a girlfriend or two partners, but I do think the five-hour discussion was fair game. We can't start We can't start thinking that any leak is um, a bad thing and we can't use it. We absolutely will. The thing is yep. we've all got to remember that journalism, whether you like it or not, is show business. It's showbiz. It's all showbiz now whether that's dealing with something really sensitive like rape really sensitive like murder it is showbiz rob now anyone for for viewers uh listeners rather uh rob's making a face at me the only reason for that face and i didn't want to interrupt rob was because i do think journalism is also a it it changes national discussions i know that it's important of course it is but so is so is the don lane show that changed national thing you know so is bert newton they're all all of it is showbiz um and and i think we, we need to make sure that we understand that Leaks are going to happen. People want to know about things. You can pick and choose, but you can't start saying overall that leaks are not going to be part of things. Secondly, I know that, but secondly, I know, I know that, I know that, I know, I know you weren't saying that, but generally speaking, leaks will happen. No matter how sensitive the case is or how sensitive the story is, there is still going to be a decision made whether it's published or not. And I, the problem is that's yes. wrong. Well, but that leaks but, will happen is wrong. But that's but that but but that's like saying that it's wrong. Hang on, the color. if wait, there was wait, wait, a leak wait, wait, wait. that brought down the coalition oh government because they broke the law, you wouldn't have a problem with that. What I'm saying is, in a legal context around a case where no, information no. was gathered as evidence and not shared in yes. open court, yes, 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 for that information to be made available through back channels or leaks or whatever we want to call it, is wrong. I understand it's whether wrong, it was it's texts also, yep. or an audio recording of a five-hour meeting yep. or an email or whatever it is. If it didn't get tendered in open court, it is not fair game, Malk, and I shouldn't that. be fair game. But it, but that's the way of the the land, and it always has been for the whole entire time of our existence. The sky yeah. is blue, um, the, the sand is yellow. Yeah. That's just what it is. Which I know I understand what you're saying is wrong. And we, I think we've that, all made our point on that one. Can I one more thing about this? Is um, Abby, you, <laughs> you beautifully said um, before everything you said. Um, what annoys me, and I think it annoys you, is that 
it, when you said it's like the Me Too movement never happened, um, it's because it's not fashionable anymore. And that is a mm. shit reflection on yeah. everything. So the fact is if Me Too came back, it's Me Too 2. They'll start getting everyone coming back, you know, putting on the ribbons. If it's if it's a, you know fashionable to wear a ribbon about it, everyone, everyone in the world will wear a ribbon. Wardrobe will make sure, guys, you got to wear a ribbon now. And then it's going to go to fashion. <laughs> do we still wear the ribbons? No, 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 we don't do that anymore. Yeah. The, the, the problem is still there. That is awful. And I think that's a really sad reflection of what the world is like. But there you go. I agree. And I just want to say one more thing before we move on. Because I I mentioned this, my concern when we first spoke about this was the damage that was going to be done. And I think we've seen that very evidently over the past two weeks. And so just a personal anecdote, I had a friend of mine say to me yesterday that for years she wondered whether she made the right decision in not reporting her assault and that in these past two weeks that she finally knows that she made the right decision. And I think... When that is the message that is being put across, which it is, when Mm. things are being leaked that were given to the police, when media is reporting about it in a horrific way, that is the message that ultimately is going to linger for generations to come. And that's the problem. I certainly don't like that being the message. And I do think there is a difference between going to the police and doing a national interview. And I'm not criticising Brittany Higgins when I say that. I understand the reasons for it and I actually admire it because if my partner had been raped and no one was doing anything about it, I will tell you I will use every trick in the book to bring some sense of what I felt was justice and revenge. So, you know, I I really have no problem with what Brittany Higgins and David Shiraz did. I'll tell you that right now. But absolutely people should go to the police and I, I certainly would personally wouldn't want that to be the message let's move on and do something really positive because it's tv's night of nights it's drawing nearer and the host and nominees of the 2023 logies have been announced taking place in sydney the 63rd tv week logie awards well as you know they'll be hosted by sam pang Pang, beloved for his hosting duties on the front bar and regular appearances on Have You Been Paying Attention, is said to be part of the network's reimagining of the event. The Logies have not had a host since the great Shane Bourne in 2011. Up for the coveted Gold Logie Award for most popular personality on Australian television is Hamish Blake, Julia Morris, Lee Sales, Osher Gunsberg, Sean McAuliffe, Sonia Kruger and Mark Cole-Smith. Who's that? I don't know. The full list of nominees are on tvblackbox.com.au and the Logies will air on Channel 7 on Sunday the 30th of July. Robbo, a good list of names in there, but I don't know, and maybe this is my... He's an actor, Mark Cole-Smith, but he's not a household name. No, wonderful. he did wonderful work in the Flying Doctors in a Country Practice, and it's so wonderful that he's getting the recognition. I thought that was a funny joke. Nothing? Okay, <laughs> no, I was um, about to laugh. Yeah, we- I was waiting for the punchline. <laughs> but that, so I was waiting for the punchline myself. Um, uh, look, you know, wonderful names. Um, when Seven comes out and says, we're going to reimagine the event, they've got to say all of these things, which, which we appreciate. There's a lot of pressure, which there should be. Um, I want the Logies to be amazing. I want the Logies to not forget what the Logies are. I want the Logies to be more loose. I want the Logies to feel like anything can happen, and if it does, we're there for it. Um, Yes, these names, look, a bit ho-hum for me, but, you know... But you could say that's the state of Australian television. I was about to say that, Uh, but I thought you'd yell at me. I thought everyone would yell. I was literally about (laughs) to say that's the problem. No, I agree. It's the same people every time. Because there's nothing new. But but hang on. That used to happen in the so-called heyday. Ray Martin got the gold logie 
Lisa McCune got the gold logie years and years in the running. And that was a beautiful there moment. Are people who are popular <laughs> for years at a time. Okay, just wait a minute. Okay, Lisa McCune deserved that logie the 15 times that she won it. Okay, 15 consecutive times. There was never any way to, you know, not know what was happening. Can I say one thing about Sam Pang? One thing. Um, he has got what I call the uh, the Joe Hildebrand syndrome, and I mean this uh, respectfully to both of the men. Um, Sam Pang and Joe Hildebrand love to look at the preview monitor every time they're talking <laughs> or making a comment. It's so true. So when Sam's de- delivering his little zingers on, have I got? Uh, have you been paying attention? Uh, when Sam delivers his little zingers on, have you been paying attention? Or even when he's just talking to other people, he's looking at the camera. And he's looking down at the monitor. I'm looking, looking good. At me, then up there. Um, we need to make sure Logie's organisers and uh, seven executive producers, you need to remove all preview monitors or Sam Pang <laughs> needs to stop bloody watching them. Abby, I really feel like seven are trying to give this a red hot go and I like it. Yeah, I like having a return of a host and I think Sam Pang's really funny. I do take Robbo's point, that's hilarious. And I do remember <laughs> on Studio 10 when there was a wide shot of everyone and everyone was looking in one direction and Joe was just looking off the <laughs> complete other way. We had like, to put a little note on to say, Joe, <laughs> stop looking at the monitor. Remember that? We put a little note on. Did his monitor off at one point? You I did. Think we so. tried the note first, the note didn't work, then we turned the monitor off and then he started looking oh, at other people's bless. monitors. Yes, bless him, bless him. But no, I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be great. Will TV Black Box be on the red carpet again, Rob? Uh, <laughs> Question without notice. I, yeah. Sorry, just throw that one at you. I, I'm open to it, but I, I don't know. Oh, that was um, fun last time. Yeah, let's do that again. Do you know what? I would love Seven, because each year we tried to stream live, right, and we've never mm. been allowed to. And I would love it if Seven would allow organizations to live stream the red carpet because i think that would build the excitement and the anticipation yeah. i would you know what save us a hell of yes. a problem all right i'm i wasn't going to i was literally going to go oh, i don't know but Let's yeah do it. i think i might be up for it great done <laughs> done um james <laughs> if you listen- is the one who has to go <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Oh, piss you got your on-air presenting role. I mean, love it. said that. I had the time of my life. Yeah. I loved it last oh, year. poor Rob has to present at the Logies. Oh, Robbie. <laughs> Spare a thought. I love it when you said present at the Logies. It made it sound like yeah. I was sending out an award. <laughs> he did like that. I just, seriously, in my head, I stopped for a moment and went, oh, my God. I, I, seriously, I could die after a moment like that. Yeah. We could give out awards on the red carpet, Rob, just to bring this into a <gasps> team meeting in the middle That's of the thing. That's an amazing shit. idea. Oh Mo, God, that Rob. is such a brilliant <gasps> idea. Oh, we can the, get the little cheap trophies from, the like, TV the souvenir shops. Yeah. The boxies. We give the boxies out. The the, boxies. Remember the years we did the boxies? Yes. The one year. Or one of the years. <laughs> <laughs> people All don't know time. that. All that time ago. The boxies <laughs> come to the red carpet. Now, Obviously, no one at Channel 7 listens to this because they would think that we were hijacking the red carpet. So we were, we're not going to do this, James. But when we get to the no, red carpet, you know we will do it. Channel 7 does listen to this, and I think they might go oh, for no it. shit. I'm just making a joke. <laughs> I'm just doing gags here, mate. I'm just trying to do jokes. <laughs> trying to keep it light, you know? Just Sorry. Can you get a sign and put it up when joke Gag in progress? Alert. Joke in progress? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll put up a sign where it says, uh, this is the face that people make when they're happy. Uh, and, we, and we do that. I think children psychologists do that for the, the children that diagnose it. Mark, I know you're desperate to talk. Give us a quick note about the Logies before we move on. It's interesting Good. that the... Okay, cut and go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good one. <laughs> Thank you very much. That's the kind of humour you can get from me if yeah. I present an award, Angus. <laughs> just like to remind the Academy that I only live like just north of Sydney and it's not a huge effort for me to be at the Logies red carpet to do it. Um, 
it's interesting that our host, Sam Pang, who I know will do a great job, there's no question, before these nominations were announced, was the short odd favourite to win the Gold Logie this year. It'll be that. Not um, even nominated. Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen. What's his name? Martin Mac. Mark, Matt, what's his name? The actor. <laughs> oh, yeah, Mark, the guy. Mark Mac, 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 Mac Martin. Mac McMartin. He's a great. I've got actor. to go back up on the auto queue, Robbo. Yeah, so Mark Cole Smith. And I, I was actually Mark amazed. Mark Smith. There you I go. I was amazed Mark to Cole hear what Smith. you said, Rob, because he speaks so highly of you. Hey, um, I didn't say I didn't oh. like him. I just don't know him. Off him. Mm-hmm. You don't know off him. Sure. You don't even know who it is. Yeah, that's right. It's not that you don't know him. You don't know who he is. Christ Almighty. It's amazing. I, 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 the seven have a lot, they have a lot to prove with this Logies. And I think that getting a host, the first time we've had a, a single host, mm. uh, you know, in the central commentary position, uh, for, it has been for a number of years. And I think that's really important. They need to make this big and glitzy and showy and all of the things and make it a celebration of television and, and really reinforce why we keep doing this because they opted to buy in. It's not like they've been doing it for years. They literally have said, no, no, we want it. We want to make a good show of it. So make a good show of it. It needs to be entertaining. Dare I say it, there needs to be live performances that might have some dancing girls or something, something, something. Like, not just. Oh, that's what I could do. I could be part of the chorus line. That'd be great. Not even, like, (laughs) not disaffected, you know, Brit poppers or US band turning up to do whatever. We have some great talent in Australia, not least of which. um, And I know that their desire will be to have their big new signing for The Voice perform live uh but Why not well he's not australian frankly and also, and also the no problem with every australian entertainer is that we see them on every show all the time there's no, something actually special don't. about bringing we see entertainers about two percent of them we see about two percent of them and there is amazing talent sitting adjacent to that that just need a break that are performers of at least that caliber and not given no, the opportunity. No, Logies aren't about giving no names a break. It's about entertaining the nation with I never TV's said they were no, no names, nights. Rob. Sorry, I never said there were no names. I said they are people who are adjacent to break. the two. I said they are adjacent to the two percent of performers, and we could list them. The same performers Let's not, that get I think gigs. It would be disrespectful. The same performers that get gigs at Carols by Candlelight. And Carol's in the domain every year, inexplicably some of them. No one else has given a go because the same people roll out or they're the the judge for the new singing show and they get a go because they're a, a performer. Anyway, that's a digression. I, I'm looking Good forward to, end to seven. High. I'm looking forward to seven <laughs> to doing a big job of it. They absolutely need to because this is theirs to screw up, honestly. And I, I hope agree. that they don't. And I'm keen to see a massive celebration of everything that is great, and of course, some of the things that are cringy about the Australian TV industry. Oh, I'm here for the cringe. Coming up, we'll bring you a quick snapshot of the ratings race, and we'll find out what everyone's been watching in the TV binge box. 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Okay, let's quickly talk ratings. 
because Dancing with the Stars came back very, very strong on Sunday night. The Cricket on Gem did quite well as well. And 60 Minutes at 7 o'clock did great numbers, above 500,000. But Dancing was the number one entertainment show. It was number three in the rankings. I tell you what, Mulk, I do believe that 7pm Current Affairs, I I can't say is back because it used to be at 7.30, but I reckon 7pm Current Affairs is where it's at. Spotlight really struggled this week going back to 8.40. So that didn't work. So, and 60 Minutes essentially got a free run. Well, it did and it didn't, right? It was up against Dancing with the Stars, which smashed everything. You know, except for the cricket, Dancing Mm. with the Stars was ahead of everything. Oh, yeah, Seven will be pleased with that. Uh, It's it's, the Sunday night public affairs programs in Seven News Spotlight and, and 60 Minutes really do live in the up and the down. And all of it is related to their story content. Now you I could say the same for a current affair. It's always all about the, what the, the content. The yeah, promo. but it still wins. It's the problem is that there's no competition for a current affair. So even sure. if it has a weak half hour of content, it still wins. It hasn't been beaten. For I agree with Mock. Nearly yeah. twelve months. So spotlight and six minutes need to have the stories and they need to get them good ones. Whereas a current affair can is this a current affair is going to put the, the stories on. It is about habitual viewing. Yeah. But the problem with sixty minutes and seven spotlight is they're not in a consistent time slot. So if you like those shows. You're forcing people to go look for them. And and we're now seeing, yes, Dancing with the Stars did great numbers and and, and outrated what 60 Minutes got in the, up against it and also what um, Spotlight did. But I think what it's showing is that Spotlight and 60 Minutes can draw a big audience if people know where to find them and if they've got good content. Million Dollar Island isn't working for Seven. You could Oof. use Dancing with the Stars on Monday night or, heaven forbid, Put Dancing with the Stars at 8 o'clock after Spotlight. You need a consistency for current affairs, and current affairs and news are the biggest things on TV, right? And you still had you still had 60 Minutes beat MasterChef, lest we forget. So there is an argument there to me that you can see. Nine saw what happened with Seven. So Seven blow up, blew up, and Seven scrambled, and they threw Spotlight on at 7 o'clock. And shock, fuck, it worked. Not, then Spotlight went on a break for the cricket and Nine went, Jesus, let's let's move 60 minutes to the special time and it's working. Like I would, I would be putting Spotlight at 7 and I'd be putting 60 minutes at 7 and maybe that'll split the audience. Maybe it really will. But Jesus, be a good battle and viewers will get to know current affairs at 7 p.m. on a Sunday. I mean, there's a lot going on in that, and, and I, I just want to lean back in really quickly to the to the the, the notion that both Seven News Spotlight and Sixty Minutes are only as strong as their best story. And yep. while yep. Seven News Spotlight did have the Kathleen Folby interview, what it didn't give us anything we didn't already know that wasn't already no, in the, the media. The difference with that one is the main interview hasn't been shot yet. So the Daily Mail's reporting Natalie Barr is doing that story. They had pictures of her. I don't know that you um, get two bites at the cherry though. Because they've already, here's yeah. the no, 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 and now, well, we're doing another interview. Mm, I mean, come on, and and watch that Depends go seven what o'clock. She says. No question. Watch that bump dancing with the stars. If yeah, when they've got that that conversation locked away, uh, I would have said that both sixty and seven and, and spotlight this week weren't their strongest episodes by a long shot. No, I agree with that. And it was absolutely an opportunity for for nine to go rather than put sixty head to head with spotlight. Let's run it earlier. 
I don't want to say sacrificing it, expecting Dancing with the Stars to do well, but giving it a, a, a point of difference. What Nine did was sacrifice parental guidance, which hasn't been rating overly awesomely for its second season. The um, problem is that was a one-series hit, mate, because after you've seen the first series, you I go, don't okay, disagree. I know I didn't like the premise of the first series, but it struggled in the later time slot, no question, parental guidance yeah. did. We need to really quickly jump back a week or so ago uh, because I think... It might have been the last podcast that we talked before Million Dollar Island um, uh, premiered. Robbo can and I, Rob. Can I quickly say, please. Mulk, you know how I was so dead keen on mm. Million Dollar Island? Yes. I've watched five minutes so far. I, I had I started watching it, got distracted, and I've never gone back you to it. You are way behind. Can Robbo? I, yeah. Can I quickly say something just before? I want to do a oh, quick okay, Before promo. you get to MDI, sure. I just want to do a quick promo for the special TV Black Box podcast. We've gone into the archives. We've got every time that I said that Million Dollar Island wouldn't work <laughs> and wouldn't rate. It is a right. wonderful 10-part special. Robert. It goes over 10 parts. It is really wonderful listening for anyone. Absolute shit. For anyone that isn't a Channel 7 executive, a you'll love it. Here's Robbo saying all that stuff. This is something I all would do, Robbo. Except time. I would have made the audio file. Yeah, well, That's I, the difference between I should have done it. Every time. We ca- ever, I can still remember the first time we said Million Dollar Island. Everyone's all yeah, Going, I'm like, it'll never well, work. Hang on. It'll never Mark happen. I kept saying the thing wouldn't get made. No, well, I I'm did. telling you. And Robert was agreeing with me. It wouldn't, I, I didn't think it would, I wouldn't rate. It wouldn't work. Now, Uncle James, I'm sorry that I had to say it live. I'm sorry I had to say it on the record, uh, but it's a heap of shit. So, I told you from the beginning. The good news, based on the conversation that we had just prior, was that Rob and Robbo, we, we set the 400,000 uh, five city metro limit. Yeah. As whether or yeah. not it was a success. Who owes someone and else you, a car? You said, Rob, it would do that. It would it would succeed based on, on it premiere. would exceed that. Yeah. And, Robbie, you said, no chance. Who now, won? I want to say so something. I, won. I want to say something to both of you. You're both right. Because <laughs> the first episode did 409,000 viewers. So, barely <gasps> over that. Um, <laughs> barely Thank over that. Thank you very much. However, every episode subsequent has dropped under 275,000 viewers. <laughs> Every, that's when the show's got to hold up. You, you can only judge on first episode with when you're making a ratings prediction because I ha- we hadn't seen the show and I I thought it would get around 400,000 and I couldn't speak for the subsequent episodes and the audience turned and, up. And they went, not for me. Yeah, the problem left. is, Rob, that exactly like you, people maybe watch five minutes and bug it off and haven't come back. Don't watch five yeah. minutes. Robbo told you not to, for God's sake. The other I thing mean, is, uh, Million Dollar Island, you can that? watch it uh, the rest of the season on 7++. That's where they're going to put it. It's not going to rain. Well, it's going to go. We're, we're starting to get into territory where it's matching what Blow Up was getting before Yikes. it got unceremoniously bounced what's, to seven months. That was that stupid what's balloon show. Blue it was show. the Balloon Lego the balloon Masters. Reality Lego Balloons Masters, Lego Masters. Yeah. What was that? Never heard of it, yeah. He's He's seven plus plus plus. He's saying it was very yeah. forgettable. Yeah. <laughs> He's holding up a sign saying joke in progress. <laughs> so he, I missed it. Joke in progress. Oh, he, here's the problem, Rob, with the 400,000 being an acceptable launch number. <laughs> this was marquee reality, a big primetime multi-night show for seven. Still is. 400,000 viewers is not good enough. And as we've seen, the audience yeah, have not come back. Like 273, 263, who knows what it's going to do Tuesday night time of recording. Spoilers, not better than 263,000 viewers. Another bet. They are spending millions on this show, or have spent millions well, on this show. every reality show is like a $20 million, $30 million investment. But can I ask a question here? We sat here and said Seven are using all the old heritage brands. They are. Big Brother, The Voice, Australian Idol. Dancing they, with they the Stars, They try to take a 20. hit with a new format and a new show. 
and everyone's like, hee, it didn't work, what no, a bad no, commission. I'll tell you why it didn't like, work. No, didn't Rob. Work because you couldn't tell the difference between everything else. So we've got an island. Okay, so an island, so Survivor. We've got 100 people, too many people. Uh, we've got some kind yep. of weird competition. It's all absolute rubbish. Yeah, well, you know what? I was on board with it. Now, having said that, something has stopped me continuing to watch it. Common sense, so Rob, I, I suggest. But I liked the idea of it. I liked the sound of it, but it didn't get me there, and I don't know what that is. Robbo's point of too many people too is, many I think, people. what it is. Reality yeah. TV relies on you having strong feelings about the characters that you're watching, whether you love them, whether you hate them. You need to have some sort of connection with them. A cast of 100 people, it's and yes, many. we don't learn each of them individually, but you can't get attached to anybody. There's too many people. You can't remember who you just saw and who's, like, allies with who. It's just, There's too many people. It's too, it's too big... It's too big a thing to Unwieldy. be able to and yeah to be able to have any strong feelings about. If I turn this show on, I don't know what it is. So I think I, I don't want to watch it because I'm not a Survivor watcher. So I turn it on and think I don't want to watch yep. Survivor, but I, I I take thirty seconds. All right, so it's not Survivor. I then go over here. It's not that. It's so what is this? I'm off. I'm out. And I said this from the beginning. Once again, that's our special podcast we've got happening of all Great. my times that I said. That- well done, Robbo. The, the thing that I think we need to <laughs> ram home, Rob, and, and and I appreciate your comment about oh, but seven, Baba. Seven now have a really poor track record of launching new formats. This is another notch in that belt that are showing that they are really struggling to launch any new format. Like, Isn't yes, this just reality TV, though? Like, the summit didn't do great business. No, it did, it did okay. Well, right. I, I did, it did passable numbers, but when you... And, and it's a different scenario. They created that format. Nine created that format. Yeah. And are hoping to sell it overseas. And look, with some tweaks, they might get... The bites at the cherry and, and who knows. But Mo, MasterChef's not rating. Outside of Married at First Sight and oh, possibly The Block. Doing better than Million Dollar Island. Yeah, but it's been beaten by Spotlight and 60 Minutes. It's third in the slot. Uh, it was, it was well, it wasn't beaten by Spotlight last night, but it is. No, but what I'm saying is when those programs are up against it, they're beating it and yeah. Dancing with the Star crashed it. My point is we're having a go at what Seven have picked, right? Mm-hmm. But my question is, and the same with Nine, yeah. is this a problem that I do feel that the reality TV bubble has mm. burst? There's too many. It, it, there, there is too much. The audience is over it, which is why we, we, we've talked the for the longest investment. time. We've talked for the longest time about how come 8.30, 9 o'clock, 9.05, after the reality show, the audience vanishes over to streaming to watch whatever they want to catch up on. They're not yep. even tuning in for the 7.30 shows anymore. Like, they really are right. sliding away to go and, and, and you know, whether they're catching one other episode on 7 plus 9 now, whatever, it is only big event TV that is drawing them in. And even then, I would offer that drama big event moments, like Warning coming for 9, two eps Sunday, Monday, this coming week, it's not going to pull. It'll do all right because it's about Shane Warne, but it's not going to do the massive miniseries two-night numbers that we used to oh, see for that Bangkok stuff. Hilton. Yeah, mate, that's like a hundred years ago yeah, now. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Well um, played, I, though. Can, thank you. Can I quickly say something, though? When you say the reality TV is burst, Rob, you're, yeah. you're, you're saying that in the desert, um, you know, you can only plant cactus. But when the cactus aren't growing, what else are you going to grow there? So nothing else can grow like reality TV. And if that's not growing, what else do you plant? I'll tell you what you plant. Have a look at what's going on in the 8.30 time slot. Nothing. When you're seeing <laughs> – no, that's not true. You have a look at how Gogglebox is doing. Yeah, that's one show. Right? Yeah. You have a look at the cheap seats, which, yep. you know, full credit to 10, has become 
a fantastic very show true. and is rating very really true. well. True believer, right? Have you been paying one? attention? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, to be honest, right at this point in tele, right at this point, to me, the eight thirty shows are far more interesting than what's or eight forty mm-hmm. or nine o'clock, whatever time they get to air. They're far more interesting to me than the seven thirty reality shows. And programmers talk, need to start looking money, money, money. and and start thinking about other formats. The problem is they've gone reality for twenty years because it's cheap and it builds the audience. But now what are you? Reality you isn't cheap. You can't put drama. It's, cheap, it's cheaper than drama. Cheaper than drama. So what else? Are you I'm not p- suggesting drama, so, uh, but, but I'm suggesting have a married at first sight, have a panel show, have a comedy show. Like you need to start mixing it up because right mm. now we've been eating cheese pizzas for twenty years. And now we're like, you love cheese I need something I, different. I used to love cheese do you pizzas. Want veggies yet? But now I, no, maybe I need, need an avocado. Oh, maybe oh, I need wow. a salad. Jeepers, Jeepers, Jeepers. Not me Look personally. No, I wouldn't he's do that. He's turned 15, he's but, changed. He's got his cricket <laughs> jumper on there, and oh my goodness. <laughs> um, so, my point is that we've been fed the same diet for 20 years. Oh, mm, yes. Well, no, think about it, because even once upon a time we used to have American dramas like Lost and Desperate Housewives on, and yes. now it is all reality Rob, television. Rob just described mm, the 2004 no. lineup of uh, <laughs> Channel 7. Right. Oh well, I God. said 20 years, Robo. I did. went back 20 that was years. I, I, I want to jump in here, but I know Abby's been champing at the bits. I'm sorry. You, no, you're fine. Good. The, the the challenge the challenge with your twenty years ago thing, Rob, is it's so much as we acknowledge, so much around the face of television has changed in twenty years. Of course, even around the way that we get reality TV presented to us. Twenty years ago, we weren't getting multi night epics. Correct, we were and getting the timing single nights and those sorts of things. Yeah. Um, we are still getting the US dramas. They're just banked up after the you know seven thirty reality shows. You know, have a, have a look at sevens. Seven's Monday no, and Tuesday I, I, I night. I understand all that, but I'm talking about 7.30, Mulk, sure. which is all the programmers care about, which is where the big money well, and is in television. Mate, we know it's all they care about because they're just wedging crap in behind it and they're not spending the money, and that is the problem. They are spending yep. all of their available monies on those reality shows that they're stripping, you know, at 7 and 7.30. And they're not working. No, they're not. And so, consequently, they have no monies left to spend on drama. Have a look at the Logies nominations. None of the drama like nominations in either outstanding or popular categories, hey, 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 or hey, so hey. few, yep. are on seven, nine, and ten because they but, just mm. don't Michael, exist. And look, we were joking about it, but that's why I don't know that actor's name. Michael Sinclair. It's on the ABC. <laughs> Mystery Road Origin was the biggest drama of 2022. Okay. <laughs> Orcs. Like critically, critically acclaimed, rated well. It, it's in itself has an amazing story. I can tell you about it off air. Um, was he the star? He was the star. Yeah, there you go, Michael Fitzpatrick. <sighs> now everyone knows what I have to live. Martin with. Sinclair. Did you say his name? Yeah, was? Yeah, oh yep, Jesus! Yep, that's, that's <laughs> I'm just not, it's Sinclair. not even a thing. Yep. The the <laughs> the difficulty for us, and certainly for the networks, is that. You, we could ostensibly say, so pivot, you guys. Cut it back to one night a week for your reality shows and give us you know, a, a Tuesday night drama night with an Aussie drama or those sorts of things. Because we have been weaned onto this reality format, you have to wean us back off it. The challenge is that the audience have gone, we're quitting and going cold turkey on your, your, rea- on your reality crap. And the only, the only things in the arsenal that 7 and 9 and 10 have left is live news, breaking news, live news, there's seven at six o'clock, seven o'clock newses, live sport and big event television. And that third thing happens so infrequently across the year, it is not yep. funny. 
You know what, though? Yeah. Malky, if I can look at your, your screen again, I'm talking to viewers. Um, Bluey, though, is a huge hit for everyone. So if you're a cartoon it dog, is. you bring in the ratings. <laughs> that, was the, that was the biggest rating last Sunday, of, yeah. uh, apart it's from news programs. It's not a reality show. I, I beg your pardon. <laughs> did you watch the cricket episode? I, I did watch it because I, I was told. I was told. Pretending right. like it was in an article. It was in an article, and I thought, I'll watch that, the cricket one. Now, I don't care about so cricket. So good. And I thought, and I cried. I did cry. So good. Oh, oh my God. And when, Look, when, at I know the we, end, when they like, oh, my God, I, I won't. Ruin all right. It, oh let's open the TV binge box and find out what everyone's been watching. Robbo. Have you been watching some TV? I have been, actually. Uh, it's a wonderful show, little show, terrific little show called Bluey. Uh, and uh, it's, it's on the... <laughs> Spectacular. Spectacular. Uh, uh, it was the biggest rating show last Sunday night uh, out of news shows. Uh, and it was just wonderful. Seven minutes of glory. Now, the wonderful thing is I watch also a lot of TikTok. And the thing is, uh, in the backgrounds of some of the shows... You also can see the name of Robbo Sex Tape. TikTok. Yeah, we're all Bluey. bored. We want to get it over with so we can go... No, seven minutes of glory. Oh. Oh. We all had bags about timing. Robbo. Before we debate Robbo's sex tape, can, yep. can I just quickly point out that there's a really interesting twist in this. We know that new episodes of Bluey rate through the roof. As you said, Robbo, last yep. week, the final of the new batch of Blueys, 560-something, whatever, a huge number, huge number sure. for the ABC, admittedly airing at 8 o'clock on Sunday morning. But it does yeah. huge, huge business. <laughs> um, yes. In the Voz ratings, they have set up the parameters to, to, to not count it. I'm going to punch you in the face, Smoke, if I could, and I'll punch that false fella in the face too. What yeah, do you mean yeah, they're not going to count here. it? So they've determined Stop. that the delimiter for any program is any program that is eight minutes or longer. And what does Bluey deliver at? <gasps> like seven, seven minutes. minutes. <gasps> yeah. Can I, can I just, yeah. not for me, what? not for me, Mark. I know. Not that but I'm Mark, trying to spread a conspiracy. That's no, no. just data. That, that is data. But Mark, uh, for, for not, oh. my, not myself, I know what it meant, but what is delimiter, mm. delimiter meant? What is that <laughs> word you just said? I'm just asking for a friend. It's, <clears> what's your second show? Yeah. Uh, TikTok. No, it wasn't Million Dollar Island because I told her you it wouldn't work. Oh! <laughs> Abby, what have you been watching? <laughs> um, both of mine this week are on Netflix. So the first one was The Ultimatum Queer Love. So if anyone oh. saw the original Ultimatum maybe like a year or two mm. ago, it was it's the same thing. It's just now they're all queer couples. Yes. Quick premise if you haven't seen it. Basically, five couples go in. One person in the couple has issued the other person the ultimatum of we get married or we break up. The other person doesn't want to get married. So they go all together. They swap partners for three weeks and then they go back to their original partner. As in they live with someone else. They don't. Yeah, well, they pick do a they different do any person. naughty stuff? Yeah, it does happen. It and does. Then, so then they go back to their original partner for three weeks and then at the end of that they have to all decide whether to marry their original partner, marry their new partner or separate and go home single. And it is like ultimate trash but it is so good like i watched the entire thing in one day because i just could not stop it is amazing it is so trashy though isn't it so mm -hmm. trashy that's so good so so good um the other one was black mirror which the new season just came Mm. out um five episodes again just devoured all of them um i loved them all i think what i really like about black mirror is that because every episode is so different they're like some people don't like some episodes some people like others whatever the opinions always very split but there is always something for everyone in each season i think so no matter who you are there will be an episode that you absolutely love in every single season yeah and i'm very easy to please so i kind of like all of them pretty much but it's yeah it's just so good and yeah 
Charlie Charlie Brooker absolutely nailed it, I thought. There's been some criticism Mm. saying, oh, this one was weaker than that one. But I think you're right, Abby. It's really a case of... It's just so different. It's what you're drawn to. Yeah. Um, There were were easily three that compete as as best for mine in just that five-episode series. It's so great. Season six of Black Mirror is on Netflix, you said, yeah. Mm-hmm. So good. Awesome stuff. Well, I've been binging The Good Place on Netflix. Oh, Is it any good, I Rob? I love that show. Love it. Love Aww. it. You won't get any spoilers from me, Mog. Oh, uh, <laughs> that end of season one twist, I tell you. Mm. There is a good twist and mm-hmm. I love it. Um, and even though it's been, what, five years since it started, I will not be spoiling it, <laughs> Mr. Mog. It's anyway. almost like you've got some kind of agenda that you want to ram home, Rob. Yeah, oh, my God. You could have left last week or whenever we bought this bloody thing. Let it go. Let it go. I will tell you, though. There you go. And Bruce Willis. Thank you. Yell at me now, Rob. Sorry, dear listener. We've just had to do a major edit because of a spoiler chat that actually gave spoilers and then gave more spoilers by accident. And I was going to bleep. It got too hard. Anyway. You know what the irony of that is, Rob, that in our spoilers conversation a couple of, well, the last episode, one of the things that Robbo said, I said, and you didn't bleep it. <gasps> oh, I didn't know. That's true. Wait, what did I say? No, no, no I don't want to know. I was hoping I apologise to the listeners. I obviously missed it. Um, thank you to a dear TV black box listener and someone who goes to the website. I have been able to watch Stars on Mars. This is a Hang show. Hang on, airing... you've been watching that illegally, and you had a go at me mm. for watching something illegally last episode. So. It's not shown here. Oh, so mm. that doesn't make it right. Patience no, is a no, virtue. There is a rule. Oh. Uh, here is the rule: oh. if you can watch it legally in this country, you should. If okay. you can't. You go for your I don't know if that holds up in court. But but what if you are going to be able to watch it legally, just not now? No, no one's bought stars on Mars. Oh, thank God uh, you said the whole title because if you were about to say no one's bought stars, I was going to punch you in the face. (laughs) Stars. Now, look, this is hosted by William Shatner and he's probably the worst part of the show. I won't hear that. I won't hear that. I won't hear that. He hasn't taken it seriously. It's actually a good show. It's bad and it's good. What's the premise? I've never heard of it. So it's been shot in Coobapedi, right, in Australia. Mm. And it's got um, stars like... Ariel Winter from oh, Modern love Family. Her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got uh, Ronda Rousey. Oh. It's got like some footballers that I don't know, but it's um, got Tallulah Willis, Bruce Willis's daughter, and mm. so it's got a good cast. And what the, the premise is, it's an experiment to see if these celebrities could survive on Mars. Oh. So what they've done, they've taken Cooper Petty, which is in the middle of nowhere, and. They have a Mars base and they go out on missions and things happen. They've got to wear their suits when they're outside. The gravity's and a giveaway, base, <laughs> The gravity is a giveaway. They don't have wires for them to bounce. That was but, great, Mark. But you know what? But they say this is an experiment, right? Oh. So they're not trying to pretend they're actually on Mars, no. but it looks and feels like Mars. Because none of those it's people really could actually well act as if they were on Mars because they're all awful. So go, go ahead, Rob. Well, well <laughs> the thing is... I really love it, and thank you to the TV Black Box uh, listener and, who is supplying it to me. And yes, I do want more episodes. The name of them, you love, thank you very much. You love this person. You love them so much that you so respect them. What was their name again? Just give them a shout-out, well, Rob. I don't know if I'm allowed to say. Oh, oh, what's that? Right? Why would that be the case? <laughs> Why would you not be willing yeah, to share yeah. your source for this illegally obtained material? Give a yeah. shout-out, mate. <laughs> I, 
<laughs> I'm happy to credit anyone, Matthew, but I won't <gasps> give the fi- full name because no, not our Matthew. Oh. <laughs> wow, you nearly dropped Simo in the in the in the yeah, drink on geez. that. Yeah. Now, it's hilarious. So. Ariel Winter. Now she says her name weirdly. Ariel. Ariel. That's how the Americans like say it. Yeah. So, Lance Armstrong, the cyclist, you know, the drug disgraced chief. Disgraced yeah. cyclist. Yeah. Disgraced cyclist. He fair, comes in. Fair, fair. Now this is a show called <laughs> Stars on Mars, yep. mm. and Ariel gets a little confused. Lance Armstrong is a real freaking astronaut. He is a real astronaut. He is Lance Armstrong. You need to Google him. You need to know everything about him. Oh, we've got sots and TV binge I know, boxes. what's going on? <laughs> I Coming didn't know we his, were allowed production. Coming off his phone. I love that. I love that. That's something I would say. I saw. I think it was the weekly. The weekly with Charlie her. Pickering shared a bit of the clip of a, a clip of. Oh, some so of did that. the cheap seats. Oh, sorry, it was the cheap yeah. seats. Then my apologies. Mm. The cheap seats shared it, and they had specifically that clip where she's saying, "Lance Armstrong, he's a real freaking astronaut. You need to Google him." <laughs> and I think it was T. Yeah, when Tim McDonald's back at back announcer was like, "Yeah, you need to Google him." <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it, look, it is a funny show, and I actually contacted a programmer, an Australian TV programmer, and I said, you've got to buy this show. And that programmer said to me, it costs a fortune and it's rating like crap. Yeah, it's and going I straight went, to Foxtel. There's my taste for you. <laughs> it's going straight to Foxtel for sure when it gets here. Um, Mulkey. Hi, friends. Um, uh, and quick shout-out to Tim and Mel, host of The Cheap Seats. They're doing such a great job, and I'm really loving oh, this great new season. Job. Really loving this new season. Great job. Not that they listen, but friends of the show nonetheless. Uh, they do. Tim's a big fan of TV Black Box. <gasps> I love Mel. She was born things. four days before me in the same hospital as me, so I feel like we're aligned. Oh, your sisters. Yeah, you must be her. best friends. She <laughs> must listen, just based yeah. on that. Um, mm-hmm. there, are, there are heaps of shows I could talk about. I am going to lean just into two, though. Uh, one of them oh, is a show that I mentioned. I'm only mentioning it to reinforce it from uh, last time, and that is Deadlock on Prime Video, the uh, murder mystery comedy by Kate McLennan and Kate McCartney. Oh, I want to watch this. It's, I've heard mixed reviews. No, well, great. the people that tell you it's bad are wrong. Um, it, Deadlock is fabulous. I've been fortunate enough to see the final two episodes, so I know who done it. I know how it rounds out. And the Kates have covered themselves in comedic glory. They've done such a great job with this. Uh, I highly recommend it. If you have access to Prime Video or uh, umming and ahhing about doing it, do it. Like, literally, okay. it is worth the price of admission. And then you get a whole bunch of other content, which is great as well. But I, I encourage you uh, to, I I to check Prime. out Deadlock, which <laughs> is uh, no, Prime Video. Yes, pay for it because no, it's an Australian pay- production. Sorry, Robert, a I'm quick a TV thing on podcast. this: I'm not paying if you for pay it. your six ninety nine a month not, with Amazon anymore. Prime Video, yep. you become a Prime member, which means you get free I, if, overnight shipping I, 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 from for all of his online shopping that he does. Robert loves it. If I can't afford the six ninety nine, I can't afford to go shopping on the place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And also, I've got I'm an ethical that. thing against Amazon, so I won't True. do that. But I do oh, want to watch the, the work TV shop. Just piss in bottles. They've got to piss in bottles. Thanks, Jeff. Oh, they poo in bags. It's pretty horrid. Mm. Oh my At least mm. in the it's states. It's called having a job, people. Oh, <laughs> Move on. Rob, Rob, okay, and that called. will be your new job now. Rob, I assume, I'm after so four like, and I, I, I just want to say this as gently and openly as I can. I'm so glad that you're leaving the home of right wing media. 
Jesus <laughs> Christ. But but right wing media is not leaving him though. That's the problem. Abby, Abby reckons I was indoctrinated. No, no, I did. I told him be. I was glad that he's leaving because he's been radicalised. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love four B. So I won't have a bad word said against no, no, him. I really love the place. I love the place. Is lovely. But we you'll need them. to. There'll be a twelve-step program. You need to yeah. take heart in to <laughs> ease your way out of it. Let's do a quick Jesus. test on Rob. Rob, a quick test. Should women have the vote? Go ahead. Well, there we go. He's still there. <laughs> we go, ladies and gentlemen. Oh you heard it here first. The uh, the second program that I speak about, and I will not spoil it. This coming Sunday and Monday, two-part event television on Channel Ooh. Nine. Yeah. The very controversial in the first instance, but once they smoothed it out with the family, warning. Uh-huh. Water. Is it um, any good? I've, I've I've seen all of episode one and most of episode two. Yeah, I, that's enough to know, make a judgment. <laughs> I, I liked it. I won't say that it's groundbreaking. It is comfort food in that regard because you're. N- I don't think anyone is going to watch if they're not a fan of Shane Warne. Mm. And Shane Warne was largely yeah. loved by certainly the cricketing community and he courted his own sort of fame in, in the rest of it. It's told ostensibly in the first person. The, the actor who plays Shane Warne, uh, Alex yep. Williams, narrates a fair chunk of it and tells us what's going on, what he was thinking. They've intercut it really nicely with, of course, Nine having a whole bunch of heritage footage mm. from being the cricket broadcaster. So, you know, interviews with Richie Benno talking about Shane Warne as he's coming up and, and those sorts of things. Alex does a pretty good job of looking like Shane Warne. Some of the other casting is average. The gentleman that they have um, that plays Steve Waugh, no. no, you would walk past him in the street and not even think that he was even close to a war. Mm. Um, so, yeah, because when you do that and you're doing people that we know and, and are still alive, yeah. it it's, it's tough to get that sort of casting where it looks the same. It's it's enjoyable. It's fun. It is not going to break any ground. And and I think that there's going to be a whole bunch of people tuning in to enjoy it as well. They should. Warning, 7 o'clock Sunday, 7.30 on Monday. It's heaps of fun. Check it out on 9. Mark, quick question for you. I just want to know if people who you mentioned this then, but if people mm-hmm. who don't know cricket or whatever, yes, would I still like tune in because I know Warnie and I liked Warnie the character? Yes, but you'll find the first episode pretty tough going because it's basically all about cricket. Mm. Right. So yeah, but it's about him making it in the cricket. That's world, right. Because right? You, yeah, well, you've got to get to the point where he transcends cricket as far as like he's still. I- a cricketer. Yeah, but that would be all right to watch. Oh, if it's you're not horrible. Let me tell you, it's not horrible. They do a really but, good job of painting in around the cricketing stuff yeah. because they also don't want to, you know, replace the worn legacy and even some of the not so great part of his legacy. And that was the controversy with his family. We you love our dad, and we don't history. want him to be. Well, we oh, don't want him to be painted as like this philandering bad guy, though he, we acknowledge he maybe he had wasn't an eye a for the ladies. Guy. Bad guy, well, no, no, like, but there was this, some assertion that in doing it without the family say so, Shane oh. Warne can get painted however they want to. Yeah, but Shane Warne put his flipper a lot of places. Is flipper a cricket term? It is, and in fact, the famous yeah. ball that he used to bowl. Oh my god, well I'm done. impressed you got that. Yeah, and it was an innuendo too. So, uh, yeah. and I, I love that you, you could have said his middle stump. There were too many things happening there. I was still basking in my own limelight. So what did you yes. guys say? We'll see if, uh, you could have said his middle stump. Is that a thing, though? Yeah, yes. it is, unfortunately. Yeah, there's three. <laughs> no, it, it, What? Oh, you can all get it. There's a catch-up right. behind Now, before we go, <laughs> before we go, I have a question. Google so, it, friends. He's, he's <laughs> an astronaut. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question. I was talking to some people in the 4BC newsroom today, oh, and they've been them. watching The Idol. Oh, right? no, don't get me started on that so, show. They're watching what? So, 
The Idol. And I said, yeah, I've been meaning to watch oh, this. No, no, now, no. It's, Big feelings It's probably one of the worst. From what I can tell, it's one of the worst reviewed HBO shows Wait, Australian ever, Idol? right? What? No, it's just called but The Idol Robo. It's a drama. American, no. One of the, one of the female newsreaders... Whoa. Sort of watched it because it was so bad. Settle in, friends. We're about to have a half an hour conversation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, have, I have a lot to say on this. You picked a bad time she, to bring this up. She said, it's almost pornographic. Mm-hmm. And I said, is that why you're watching it? Mm-mm. And she said, well, oh. my husband has been watching Yeah, I bet he has. <laughs> I bet he's been watching certain bits of it. Um, is it that bad? Yep. The thing about The Idol is it was the same creators of Euphoria, which Euphoria could also be described as borderline pornographic, but Euphoria yeah. is actually right. good, right? Like, I haven't seen Euphoria. It's brilliant. It's, it's amazing. amazing. Big fan of Euphoria. Amazing What's television. it on? HBO, Binge? Foxtel. Binge. Oh, Binge. Yeah, yeah. Can I get yes. that for free or not? No, okay. No, no, no. Um, Contact HB. The thing with The Idol... It, it's just, it's terribly, terribly written. So mm. it was kind of pitched as this, like, oh, we're revealing how women are treated in the music industry. And it's like, oh, this is like a feminist show where we're like, mm. we're appealing to women and stuff. But it no. is completely, it is telling a story about women by men for the male gaze. Yes. So there oh, I'm is glad a, I asked. Hey, 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 don't, don't, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> oh, it gets even more insidious than this. Do not bring us into <laughs> it. You just had to go at the male gaze and I will not have it. Okay? I so we got the male gaze. I'm just saying don't pitch a show to women okay, and then have it. it be told by men for the male gaze. That Stop. is, like, they completely... Well, then they should just pitch it to the men. Oh, sorry, Robbo. I've misunderstood <laughs> your joke. Oh, he was holding the sign, joke in progress, Abby, and you're still sorry. not picking up on it. Well, well Abby, push us through the joke. Part of the reason why The Idol has been reviewed so poorly is because of the, uh, like, overt sexual, to to almost be pornographic content in it. Now, in and of itself... But, which is fine if it's well-written and a good story. Well, yeah, and the challenge, the, the, the stuff that's been questioned about it is that is it well-written or is it just kind of wedged in seemingly? Now, the overarching story is that this, this, this pop idol woman has had a tragedy in her life and is struggling with her, her management and this new producer guy comes in who seemingly is a cult leader and he's starting to... And this is played to, by The weekend. Yes, he this show's made me to hate have... The weekend. That's what it's done People to me. are saying that. Yeah. But I here's used the to thing. like The weekend. can never look no, at him well, again. No, here's the Cringe, thing. Not only ick. does he play yeah. the central cult leader character that's having and doing some of this stuff to this woman, he also conceived and wrote this series. So he has written himself an opportunity to treat women horrendously, to portray women as nothing more than, you know, means for a man to get off. Uh, and effectively write a one-on-one, uh, a one-on-one on how to treat women bad and and you know build your own cult. Ostensibly, mm. um, it is. I, I'm gobsmacked that it got, and it's already been. HBO already said there won't be a second season. There was some yeah. question going in whether or not there would be. It has been lambasted as as uh, sexuality over storyline. And HBO. And one that'll thing be that our group have, binge for next week. Yeah. So everybody, make sure you watch yeah. it. If you want <laughs> one thing that HBO have always done well, and they danced around it with Euphoria, was that they've always made sure storyline was front and center. Yeah. Anything, oh even God. when it was about overt sexuality, like the Deuce, storyline is front and center. There is yeah. rationale and reason for why the sexy stuff is happening. In this, this she's just going the wank. This mm. is, sounds like what they say women porn is for. So when they say porn for women mm. is storyline over content, is that right? You asking me? 
You're not asking me. <laughs> You're asking the rock. Sure. Person. Yes, yes, yeah, that's sure. right. Yeah, that's, that's what they say. They say that porn for women is more about storyline than the sex, but the sex can still happen. Uh, in any case, um, yeah. Good, good, good insight. Thanks, All right, that brings us to the end of this edition of TV Black Box. A big wow. thanks to Abby, who produced and wrote this episode, as she does every episode. Yay. Don't forget, for the latest in the world of television, go to where people in the TV industry get their news, tvblackbox.com.au. Thank you, Mog. Thank you, Abby. Thank you, Robbo, for your ongoing support and always being behind me. We'll see you next week. <laughs>